Welcome, everyone, to another audio-only version of our Nightmare on Elm Street retrospective review series. Uh, I am Jackson with Just Annoyed, teaming up with Paul from CBSI. Um, this show actually premieres on YouTube on a weekly basis. Well, we try to make it a weekly basis, but um, yeah, so make sure you head over there and uh, subscribe. There's all sorts of video clips and everything in each episode, so it's definitely more of a audio-visual experience. But um, if it's easier to listen in the car or anything, enjoy yourself and uh, make sure you join us next week for part five. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of our Nightmare on Elm Street retrospective review series. I am Jackson of Just Annoyed and joined once again, as always, by Paul. How's it going, Paul? Going good. How are you? I'm doing well. So that uh, to start off, that song by Tuesday Night, who plays Kristen in this movie, uh, replacing um, replacing uh, what's her name? God damn it. Why can't I think of her name? Um uh, uh, the actual famous actress from the third one. So famous we forgot her name. Patricia Arquette. There you Patricia go. Patricia Arquette. Yeah, I got to see Tuesday Night perform that song live really? at a convention last year. Wow. <laughs> How'd that go? It, was, it wasn't the best performance I've ever seen in my life, for sure. But, uh, but yeah, Paul, uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Um, yeah, do the whole thing. Yeah, uh, my name is Paul. You can find me on the uh, Tales from the Flipside YouTube channel as well as the uh, Downright Nerdy uh, YouTube channel. And here with Jackson, they kind of flip flop. We flip flip flop back and forth for our movie reviews. And we have, um, I can't even remember what movie. No memory tonight. What do we got coming up this weekend? Behind the Mask The Rise of Leslie Vernon, which is a slasher movie sort of so it kind of ties into freddy krueger did you watch it yet i i got through uh 30 minutes of it and then i had to okay. cut it off for family stuff so i'm i'm you're you're making your way it. through it you're making your yeah. way through it but uh yeah robert england shows up in that one so that's, that's fun <laughs> uh but yes so this week we are reviewing uh nightmare on elm street 4 the dream master um it is a well-liked entry to the series i would say uh what'd you think of it paul first time watching it yeah first time watching it i liked it a lot um i mean there was some funny parts to it maybe it's shifting back to the you know the uh just the drone of of a of a jason type movie a little bit and maybe that's why i liked it as well but i thought it was i thought it was good the kills were good some laughable horror parts as well um i i liked it yeah, uh, Rennie Harlan directed this. He would go on, I believe, to direct like Die Hard 2. But it's yeah. funny how these horror series kind of grab like, um, you know, unknowns and throw them in the director's chair. And apparently this was at the time when New Line was literally like writing a script for these movies in like days and then shooting them. And I think there was actually a writer's strike. So hmm. uh, we'll get into it. I feel like there's a couple messy things in this that aren't really well thought out. But but overall, I mean, his goal apparently was he saw Freddy as kind of the superhero type character, the cool character hmm. of the series. And he really wanted to highlight that. 
Um, and I think he did a good job. Freddie's awesome in it. So yeah, I, I, um, I read something else where the director, this is his second movie ever. And he was apparently borderline homeless where they were literally telling him to take a shower when he came in to interview for it. They, he wore the same clothes every day, but he did. He went on to, to direct, I think cliffhanger two as well, or cliffhanger as well. And then Die Hard two and some other good stuff. So yeah, he's clearly got like a visual flair to him too, because this one probably more than any other is like very stylish. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of colorful stuff in this. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, as far as the plot, uh, Kristen Kincaid and Joey, um, are all still around. They all survived nightmare three. So the movie kind of begins with, with Kristen, um, and, you know, uh, spoilers, but as those characters are phased out, Kristen's power is used to basically pull a new group of kids into Freddy's nightmare. So my assumption is that they're not Elm Street kids. Is that correct? Yeah. They, the, so Freddy successfully eliminates the last three um, <clears throat> of the Elm Street kids and then continues on through the transfer of power, I guess. So yeah. I wonder, I, I mean, would it have been the end if she didn't transfer her power? I don't know. I think that's the that's kind of what the um th that's kind of what they they make you believe, right? Because he gets her to pull Alice mm. in. Yeah, so um, it's all her fault. Yep. Yep. So it's all Kristen's <laughs> fault. Yes. Uh now I I suppose that's the first thing that needs to be talked about in this. I I don't think that the new Kristen worked. It's almost like they they introduce her as Kristen, and then like within three minutes, you forget that she was the protagonist of the last movie. Yeah, it it that was probably one of the biggest things that took away from the movie is the other two actors were the same, but they they changed her because yep. Patricia Arquette was on to bigger and better things. Yeah, yeah, you know I. It was a huge hit, though, this movie. So it's like, I don't really understand that, to be honest with you. Like, you would think you would yeah. want to, yeah, get in front of more eyeballs. But, um, but yeah, the other thing that's funny, too, at the beginning of this is you realize, like, Kristen goes to high school with Kincaid yeah. and Joey. And I was under the impression that they all met for the first time um, in part three. So I, I found it funny that it was like, oh, everybody just happens to go to the same high school, and right. you know, but um, maybe they just didn't know who each other was. Sure, or maybe you know, Kristen seemed to be in a new house. Maybe she moved to Joey and Kincaid's yeah. neighborhood, which must be like the next district over. Because, um, but yeah, I uh, I like this movie. It is probably one of the better Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Um, it's it's not bad enough to uh you know really be laughed off and called terrible but it's not as good as three it's certainly not as good as three i mean right. would you agree with that yeah yeah absolutely i think three was gonna be hard to top but uh but as far as writing uh starting off we're gonna we're gonna play this scene um and this just kind of goes into kind of some of the problems i have with it even though it's a cool scene
shouldn't have buried me. I'm not dead. So, outside of the dog, which is named Jason, by the way, pissing on the ground, um, that is all we get as for an explanation as to why he's back. Is I mean, was there something I missed on this viewing where they explain how he came back? No, it's all the dog's fault. Right. Yeah. So I, I mean, I don't like, could you got to come up with something better, (laughs) right? I mean, there's got to be something you can do. Yeah. I I mean, off the top of my head, you could have had like some, some Freddy fanatic group doing some weird witchcraft, bring him back in the middle, you know, in the woods or not in the woods. It would have to be in the, in the junkyard and then he kills them all. So there's no evidence. And then he maybe I don't know. Something yeah. Like, like they work in the fact that that is where he was buried in the real world. Right. But it doesn't really make sense because nobody went and dug up his body. Right. Yeah. So you think that would be one way to do it. Yeah. Dig up his body. Maybe you're looking for Nancy's dad out there or something. Mm-hmm. And you accidentally dig up his body, whatever. But I like that scene too. But you pointed out astutely, and I feel like when I was a kid, I never noticed this because it was always on VHS on some shitty picture that I was watching <laughs> this movie. But he does not open his mouth when he says, "You know, you shouldn't have buried me. I'm not dead." Which yeah, he, he's not speaking the whole scene. The, the, you know, I'm good at I'm good at convincing myself of things. So I guess maybe he was talking to Kincaid through his mind like dream but sure that doesn't fit with the character so i don't know no but that that the silhouette at this point robert england has like nailed down the character just the look of him the way he carries himself is fucking awesome um but yeah so kincaid gets killed off so does joey and Kristen. and meanwhile they pull this new group of kids in and i actually like the new characters overall you've got uh alice who is the dream master. Essentially, the plot of this is that um, she was told some story when she was a kid. And essentially, what was it? If you if you make it so in your dream, then it's, it's how it's going to be. Like you have complete control over your dream. Was that the, was that the, the take? Maybe it's terribly from, written. So it's from number two. No, this four, now four, Alice, the main character in this, she oh. like, daydreams and basically her deal is she's the dream master and she has this story about you know yeah i can't remember her story then exactly yeah exactly (laughs) that's the problem and it doesn't it ends up that she sort of has a power where everyone who gets killed she takes their powers on or or aspects of their personality i think that's kind of neat i want to jump back kincaid's death i thought was crap because he gets stabbed and then he's laying in bed. There's no blood or anything. And then all of a sudden the dog cares and jumps up in bed like, oh, sorry, I got you killed. Uh, my food dish is empty, though. Like, <laughs> But um, some of the deaths were cheesy. I feel like they were within budget and trying to rush along. But, um, but yeah, I, I do like the aspect of her absorbing portions of the kids as they die. Basically right. giving her level up you know power ups to face freddy i guess yeah and they do a neat thing that i actually really liked as a character bit where she's got this mirror where she's got pictures of her and her friends all over the mirror and as they get killed she pulls the pictures down and kind of um can see herself now you're correct to go back 
uh, because there's a couple things that I missed. And one of them I can't play a clip from because there's nudity. Uh, but there is a great kill in this where the, <laughs> yeah. the, uh, the, the line, the Freddie one-liner is, uh, how's this for a wet dream? And he, <laughs> yeah. he kills Joey like in his waterbed. That's great. Um, and then there was this one, which I know you mentioned as being kind of neat. So the shark Freddy thing is great. The fact yeah. that he busts out sunglasses is great. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, that's not the actual kill. I believe he burns her or he sets yeah, her on fire. He, but. Yeah, they do a nice little transition there. I like that, you know, well, whatever he is, Freddy Shark can't go on land, right? And then, then they mess you up because he cuts through the sand, which is awesome. I like that he kind of just poofs out of the out of the sandcastle. <clears throat> but um. So you think she's dead from the in the sand, but she actually gets pushed through to the house. I think his his old house, or she yeah. gets pushed through somewhere. She falls into somewhere, um, which is a cool transition too. To not say like, oh, that's it. She's that was her death scene. Yeah, she falls into the uh, the 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 you know not it's not Freddie's house, but it's the Freddie house. It's Nancy's house, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, that's another funny thing at the beginning of um, you know as a little segue to the plug for our show this weekend uh, was they have a little bit at the beginning of that behind the mask movie where they're like talking about Freddie's neighborhood and Kane Hodder is going into Freddie's house and they're like, hey, you know what? did you ever know Frederick in the neighborhood or whatever? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember that. But yeah, yeah I, uh, I thought that was him. I yep, couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's him. Uh, yeah. So there's, there's all that. So at this point we're completely uh, sent over to the new characters. And then it's just basically you have your, your typical thing where you have all these characters with different personalities. You have Alice who essentially, doesn't have any like special trait until the other characters start dying and she starts absorbing her, their powers. Um, but you've got her brother, Rick, who's like Mr. Karate man. Um, she's got a friend uh, named Sheila, who's kind of a nerdy girl who uses like an inhaler, you know, that type. Oh of yeah. Sort of I like thing. that. Death. Uh, yep. And then uh, you've got, uh, let's see here. Who else do we have here? Dan is her love interest, the main character. Um, and there's Debbie, who is afraid of bugs. Um, yeah. I don't believe I'm missing anyone. I think that's pretty much all of the main characters. Although I should say there is something in this. 
that I like too. Uh, Alice and Rick's dad is an alcoholic. Um, and I feel like they should have done more with that in this movie because there's kind of a neat scene. They established that Alice kind of daydreams. Oh, and there's yeah. a neat scene where um, she essentially comes home from school or he gets home from work and he expects like a meal on the table or whatever. And she's just like, you know, uh, she just flips out in her daydream, but she would never say that in real life. She's kind of a meek character, right? right, um, right. And I feel like that art could have been explored more. Yeah, I mean, especially since, um, uh, you know, the uh, whose dad wasn't Kristen um, previously, whose dad, the other father was an alcoholic, uh, the original, the other mother, Nancy's mother was the mother was and then also the cop, the cop after the the, part three. Yep. Yeah. So I I would have liked a little more to do with that. But but yeah, we get some great kills, I'd say, in this and some really creative scenes. Um, You know, you already mentioned it. But uh, but yeah, this one is a is a classic. Want to suck the face? No. <laughs> I just love it. throws her fucking body back down in the desk. But yeah, there's that one. Um yeah, I've got a lot of good one-liners too. Yes, yes. He is the master of the one-liner. Um, there's there's another scene in this, uh, and I don't have a clip from it, um, that I think is really clever when there's a scene where Brooke, the bug girl, is about to be turned into a bug and splattered in the Roach Motel. And while that's happening, Alice is trying to make it there. Yeah. And she keeps running out of the restaurant and getting into the car with her boyfriend. And they drive towards the to go to, to Debbie's house or whatever. Um, but that scene happens like four times. Yeah. And both of them are kind of like, what the fuck's going on? You know? Um, yeah. yeah, that's clever. Yeah, it was funny. My wife was like, thought, thought something was wrong with the with the version we downloaded. <laughs> it's like, this is pissing me off. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's clever, though, you know, because you're right. You could you could easily think like, oh, shit, there's a problem with my VHS or whatever. Yeah. Came out. But <laughs> yeah, that's clever. And, and the scene that leads up to that, I think, is um, is quite, quite fun, too. She visits a movie theater. Do you oh, remember yeah. the movies that were playing? They were joke. They were joke. Uh, they were joke ones. One was like Reefer something. Reefer Madness. Yeah, right? Reefer Madness, and I can't remember the the other. They were both good on the marquee. I'm sure I could Google it, but uh, but uh, but yeah. Anyway, there's a there's a neat scene in there in the movie theater.
Yeah. <laughs> and that and in the theater is everyone else who's died so far. Right. Yes. So that is extremely clever. Uh she gets the the other bit about that is that um she's got a fear of like ending up as a waitress forever at this diner. Oh, and she yeah. goes into this diner and she sits down. It's like this old, like it's almost like a 1950s movie or something. Um, and she sits down and and uh she's the waitress, but it's like an older version of her. Right. Also quite clever. So there's a lot of really clever shit in here, I think. I found it. It was a, a nice foreshadowing called Lost Burning Youth is the other movie on the marquee. There you go. There you go. So yeah, there, you know, I mean, I would love to go see those two movies. That's, you know, it's funny. It's like, what is she doing going to the movies, by the way? Yeah, that was kind of odd. Um, I mean, but she was must, she was dreaming the whole time, right? Or no, yes, she, you're she, right. You know, you're right. Because she wakes up in bed. I yeah, think. Yeah. And that's when she catches on fire. Yeah. How did she catch on fire in the dream? Well, wait a minute. So hold on. So at the beginning, she caught on fire. While Kristen was on fire, she woke up. Did she wake up at the diner? I feel like she's running out of the diner to get to the car. But I don't know. Who the fuck knows? He he threw he threw her in the in the boiler. I thought. After, yeah, but that was Kristen. after she trans. Okay, then I'm then I'm backwards. But uh, but yeah, the rest of that diner scene is great too. Um, and here it is. If food don't kill you. The service will. <clears throat> mm. The usual. My favorite. Now it's now it's coming back to me. Yeah, that was good. Yes. The whole pizza thing was amazing too. Yeah, great. Effects. Great. Yeah, there there's there are great effects in this. I mean, there is a uh again, I failed and didn't get the um uh the actual clip of the scene, but this uh this this transformation scene mm. is pretty great as well where they they turn her into a bug and she's yeah. in like a, a roach motel, a giant roach motel. And she like falls into the stickiness and like and rips her skin off. Yeah. And, Oof. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So there's a, there's a lot of good stuff in here. I, uh, I, yeah, I really appreciate this movie. Now for me, the biggest problems with it are, I don't, I feel like you need a better explanation for why Freddie's back. Um, and uh, I, I don't, I mean, what killed them? Like uh, the the um, uh, they burned his bones. They put the holy water. I thought they put the holy water on his bones, and that's when his body exploded in the dreamland. That was three. That was nope. three. See, this is what I'm talking about, though. So in this one, 
<laughs> uh, to answer the question, I, I, so I already know the answer, but it doesn't make any sense. Like, again, there's a poem. There's a dream master oh, poem. Oh, yeah. I, 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 miss, I thought you said, how did he die in the last one? Oh, and no. To get no. to the dog. How did he die in this one? Yeah, was the poem. You're right. Which, and it was was just kind of in the mirror. He had to, she yep. had to show him the mirror. But yeah, it was kind of, you got to think of something, I guess, but it was kind of weak. Yeah. Now, it did lead to this, like, probably the coolest effect in the movie is this right here, though. Yeah, that was a uh, I I one I mean even his defeat is terrifying and give you nightmares but yes. uh, I, yeah the one shooting out of his head was just like holy crap. Yeah, and they're like ripping his jaw off and they're all coming out of him but I don't understand. So there was a poem called The Dream Master. She must not have remembered it and then these little kids show up and they say the poem to her. She reads it and look, has him look in the mirror and it's like that's it and I don't it feels like something that was written in five seconds where they really didn't give a shit. Like right. it didn't really matter. Uh, but I think it does matter a bit. It's a little bit. Yeah. You get, yeah. You get to feel good that all the souls have been released now. Yeah. I mean, in the yeah. third one, yeah, that's true. But in the third one, you had the like the lore of, okay, mm -hmm. you have to bury him in hallowed ground. Right. You know, that's how you kill him. And the first one you had the whole like, arc bit of hey this thing it's only it, it can only terrorize you if it if you let it and you need to face your fears or whatever mm -hmm. and in this one it's just like it's a fucking poem <laughs> um and yeah hopefully hopefully youtube doesn't pull this off of youtube because there are some nipples in that translucent yeah. uh Oops. suit there pretty crazy <laughs> though they built like a giant freddy um <laughs> like a giant freddy chest with like a plastic sheet so those are real people like trying to push. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Jeez. had to be more clever back then, but yeah. But I mean, look how great it looks versus what they would do today. That's true. Yes. I completely 100% agree with you. Um, now that was part four. Is there anything we did not talk about um, that you want to touch on on this? Um, I think we, I mean, if you want to cover the karate death, that was just how her brother died, which oh, is kind of easy. But uh, other than that, the ending is it. Yeah, I mean that, the, the end ending. Yeah, that uh, that death is clearly we ran out of money. Mm -hmm. Like he fights an invisible Freddy. Yeah, like yeah, they, couldn't even, they couldn't afford Robert England for that scene. Correct. Either. 
Yeah, they they have him. There's a the Karate character, and he ends up in this room, like, and he's Karate battling nothing, and he's not good at Karate. The actor, I don't think he probably is just doing like random kicks or whatever, and the glove just kind of flies out of nowhere and kills him. Yeah, he's very much self-taught, but yeah, it was that was kind of a lame one too. Right, I would agree. Yeah, and I mean the ending is she sees him in a reflection. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was good. I thought the end ending with her with him her seeing him in that reflect within the pond. Yes. After, you know, what'd you wish for? Um, right. Was good. Now, how are you ranking these thus far? I, I, I don't know, man. I like this one. This is, I mean, I think number one has to be one because it's just the first man, you think so. I don't know. Unless you disagree. I um, think I, I probably like one the best, but three is so good. I know one, three, four. Yeah, so and then who's not up there on your list? Part no. two, Freddy's no. Revenge isn't up there. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, I would agree. I think that uh, this one is perfectly respectable, um, and we're in kind of a multi-movie arc with some of the character stuff now where everything kind of relates to each other. Uh, and yeah, part five. What do you expect from part five? Um, I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll give I, you the title. I'll give you the title and I want you to give me a, an, a, a, an expected plot. So it's called the dream child. Oh man. Is he going to try and be reborn through a baby? Like Jason was, <laughs> I, I don't know. It could be. It's not bad, Paul. That's really <laughs> not bad. It's not, or, or if you're talking, Jason goes to hell. Um, it's not, no. It's not that, but it's something like that, I guess, yeah. what you just said. Uh, but yeah, last thing I want to talk about is I was at that convention last year, uh, <laughs> yeah. and uh, they had a Ladies of Elm Street reunion. So I got to meet, you know, not only Freddie, but also uh, they had Heather Langenkamp and Amanda Wiss from the first movie. Um, they had, and, and they had uh, uh, Debbie, Alice, and... Um, and Sheila from this movie, uh, and, and Lisa Wilcox, um, you know, we kind of touched on the, during that part two documentary, uh, scream queen, how, um, uh, the guy who played Jesse, Mark Patton was kind of talking about how like, Hey, when you meet people at a convention, it's a, it's a big deal for them. You know, right. I always try to be nice. I know that this is their one chance you're ever going to get to get in front of them and you want them to have a positive experience. So um, I ran into Lisa Wilcox and and uh, uh, Toy Newkirk, I believe her name is, who plays Sheila in the hallway. Yeah. Um, and I didn't pay the fee to get the signature, you know, Paul. I, I was just, <laughs> I ran into him in the hallway in the hotel. So I, I got the wife, uh, she captured a couple pictures and this one, um, Lisa Wilcox, who played Alice, <laughs> is not thrilled. She was very upset that I snagged a picture with her. Um, and my wife also grabbed a picture here of her. Uh, so, and not only me, other people that ran into her at this convention were not happy with her. Mm. Um, so, you know, if she ever sees this, uh, you know, <laughs> maybe you were having a bad day. Uh, Toy Newkirk was great. Tuesday night was great. Robert England was great. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I just, you know, there's just something about that. You just got to yeah. be nice. You How long does it take? 
you know? Right, exactly. Maybe she was, looked like her and, uh, what's her name? Uh, Toy Newkirk could play. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it looked like maybe they're on their way to get drinks or something together. But I mean, geez, you know where you are. You're not in a city where there's not a, a Freddy convention going on right now, right. let alone, you know, a Ladies of Elm Street one. So yes. people are going to recognize you. You're, I mean, she was in the hotel that the convention was taking place in. And I, I get it. So sure. I think her thing was that other people paid. So they're going to be upset because I, I mean, I can't, the fact that there's people out there like that, that are like, Hey, I paid 20 bucks to get my picture taken with her earlier. She shouldn't be taking pictures with people. Like, I, I don't know, but, but yeah. And, and I'm sorry, Lisa Wilcox, but like, this is this is the biggest thing you ever did. <laughs> Nobody knows who you are. You're famous here. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, you're Tom um, to shine, and you, you frowned. Yeah, and yeah, she sucked. Um, hmm. Sorry, but I did, and I did not pay to get anything signed by her the next day because of that. I was like, I'm <laughs> right. not gonna yeah, it. that's the yeah. thing too. You got to get the you know your return on investment. Like, hey, right? You know, maybe I'll wait in line to say to pay for it to say, Hey, thanks for, you know, snap, snapping a shot with me yesterday. Probably not everybody, maybe nobody, but sure. maybe, you know, maybe somebody you got to take the chance to just be nice. Yeah. Well, and it's funny too, because uh, the Sheila lady was like, per she was totally down to take a picture. <laughs> she was like excited that there's people yeah. that are, you know what I mean? So yeah. And, and you know, that like, they're not all assholes. I met uh, the guy who played, he's in pumpkin head. He played Bishop in aliens. Oh yeah. Um, is he nice? She, oh, he was, dude, one of the coolest stories ever um, was with him. So hmm. uh, so I met him in the bar uh, and like he was kind of just talking around, talking about shit, um, you know, with fans, whatever. It was like a fan event and he showed yeah. up um, and somehow it got to me talking about being sober. And he's like, oh, how long have you been sober for? And he was like drunk. He was like shit. Like, you know, how long have you been sober for? Lance Henriksen, by the way. Mm. Um, I told him like, you know, seven, I think it was seven years at the time. And he was like blown away. He's like, well, what can I do? Like, what, mm. what can I give you? I'm like, I don't really have anything for you to sign, man, whatever. So he pulled out a $20 bill out of his pocket and he got on it. I got pictures of him signing it and shit. And he, he wrote like, hey, congrats on seven years, whatever, Lance Henriksen, on a $20 bill and gave it to me, Jesus. which was like, yeah. So so I he paid me to give me his signature. So that's, uh, you know. See, and, and you tell stories like that and people hear it and they're like, oh, I'm going to a convention to see so-and-so. And people are like, oh, if that is the only person you're going there to see, good luck because they're they might be a real a real yeah. pain in the ass to see. And then you right. stories like this, you're like, man, that's awesome. I'm gonna go see that guy and just say, hey, I know the guy who you signed the twenty bucks for. Yeah, if he remembers. Yeah, yeah right, I've got, right. I've got a a pretty funny picture too of like us. I mean, I'm you know with him or whatever, and he's just fuck you know like, <laughs> at the camera. It's funny as shit. But but yeah, you know there it's true. There are. Uh, you know, and I get it. Like, they probably can't stand, you know, sure. like, it could, but, it could. but you're at a, you know what? Never mind. You're at a horror convention. Um, right. Yeah. So that's out the window, I guess. But, if you're just famous going into a bar like the movie Red Belt and you just want to be left alone. <laughs> Tim Allen. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Tim Allen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, by the yeah. way, that's another episode. I don't know whose channel that was on, but. Um, yeah, that was a, a Paul pick. 
Yeah, you, they turn. They changed your mind. That was a first. Yes, yes, but uh, but yeah, but anyway. don't watch that one. <laughs> don't watch yeah. the movie. Watch a review, but maybe don't watch that movie. I mean, it's okay. It's not horrible. It's like good, people were too harsh on it. It's a good you know? C plus C minus movie. But yeah, I think that's about it, Paul. Where can can you remind everybody where they can find you? Yeah, absolutely. You can find me on the Tales from the Flipside YouTube channel as well as uh, Jackson's channel and uh, Michael's Downright Nerdy channel for our movie reviews. Sweet. Thank you, sir. And uh, yeah, make sure you subscribe here. Um, hit the uh, little bell icon. I should have a episode coming up with Ken from Pinky's Out Podcast. We're going to talk about um, the dark and the wicked. So be sure to tune in for that and tune in this weekend uh, once we figure out when we're doing it for a review of Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. So, um, yeah, thank you for uh, listening or watching or however you're consuming this content. We really appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you in the next week or so for an episode on Nightmare on Elm Street Part 5, The Dream Child.